Hi there and welcome to episode 31 of the Smart English Coach podcast. The podcast that helps you to get to advanced English level fast. Today's episode is for you if you've already tried watching films or TV series, but it hasn't helped you to improve your English listening. So if you followed all the advice to take advantage of Netflix, for example, but it's still difficult for you to understand native English speakers or anyone who speaks fast. In this episode, I'm going to talk briefly about why it's hard to understand native speakers, and then I'm going to share three activities that I think will help. So why is it so hard to understand fast English? I think it's partly because of how people speak and partly because of English itself. When native English speakers talk, they are unlikely to filter their English to make it easier to understand. So they'll use idiomatic English, slang and phrasal verbs. Oh yes, phrasal verbs. The problem with these is that we learn phrasal verbs when we're very young and for us they're a natural part of English. Native English speakers who aren't teachers, so most of them, have no idea that other languages don't have phrasal verbs, so they'll use them all the time in conversation. It's not just idioms and phrasal verbs, though. Native speakers are unlikely to filter for vocabulary level as well. I'll tell you a little story about this. In Italy, I was preparing a couple of students for the advanced exam, A word came up and it was the word thrifty. Now, this isn't a particularly common word. Someone who is thrifty doesn't like wasting money, so they find ways to economise and to save. You might also know the word thrift shop, which is an American English word for what we call a charity shop. This is where you buy used clothes or furniture and the money goes to charity. For some reason, my student really liked the word thrifty, and then he went to London on a study trip. He told me that he went to a newsagent's to buy cigarettes, and because they are so expensive in the UK, he couldn't afford to buy a packet of 20 cigarettes, so he bought a packet of 10 cigarettes. The shopkeeper said to him, Oh, thrifty! And my student was so pleased that he'd understood. So my point is that when we speak, we don't actively try to keep things simple. If you don't understand a word or a phrase, there's a chance that you will miss a large part of the conversation. And another thing that native speakers do, and I don't think that this is limited to English speakers, is that they aren't consistent about how they speak. So you might be the sort of person who starts talking about one subject and then goes to another subject, And if you do this fast, it's hard for others to stay with you. Or you might start a sentence and then go back to the beginning and change the subject. Or you might just not finish your sentences. All these things mean that listening takes a lot of concentration, which is why it's tiring, especially at lower levels. Then the second reason why English is hard to understand is because of English itself. In fast speech, so generally all native English conversations, we stress certain words or syllables and then fit everything else between these stressed words or syllables. Many other languages don't have this stress pattern and every syllable has equal weight, 
equals stress. To help us fit in all the unstressed sounds, we reduce them right down so they become noises rather than recognizable words. I'll give you an example. Fish and chips, we'll say fish and chips. So that and between fish and chips becomes an un, fish and chips. I don't need to give you a whole list of word reductions here, but anytime you hear an article, preposition or auxiliary verb in speech, it's likely to be completely different from how it's written. So then, what are the solutions? Just saying, go and watch a film or go and listen to a 30-minute TV show isn't helpful. It's fine if you just want to practice understanding the main points of a conversation, but I don't think it necessarily helps you with understanding detail. For this, what helps is seeing for yourself how the sounds you can hear match the way they're written. And this is where these three activities help. The first two are actually websites with exercises, while the third is a do-it-yourself method. So number one is a site called lyricstraining.com. One of my favorite sites. It's great if you like songs. It's even better if you sing the song after the activity as you'll be helping your pronunciation as well. It's a classic gap fill activity. You need to choose your level, choose the song, listen to it and then type in the missing words. My teenage students loved it and I think it's great even for adults because it's fun more than anything else. Number two, another website called Tube Quizard. This is another gap fill exercise and it's based on videos on YouTube. Like lyrics training, you can choose what type of quiz to do, grammar, pronunciation, vocabulary, etc. by level and by category. You can also choose which accent you want to practice. Then you listen to the video clip and type the phrases you hear in the gaps. Obviously, with both lyrics training and tube quizzed, you can then go back and check what you write against the answers. Then the third activity is a simple do-it-yourself version. Choose anything which has a script or transcript. Video, film, TV, sports commentary, whatever you like. Watch 10 seconds and write down the dialogue. Then compare what you have written to the script. Where are the mistakes? What did you miss here? Listen again to the things that caused you difficulty. So this exercise, like the two others, is great at helping you link what you hear to the written words. I'll put the links in the show notes, but very quickly, before I say goodbye, I've just launched a new pronunciation course which helps you improve your pronunciation by working on the sounds that you find difficult. These are very often the sounds that you don't have in your first language or sounds that you use differently. As a podcast listener, you get a special discount and you can get all the details on the page smartenglishcoach.com slash pronunciation. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Many thanks for listening. I really recommend those three activities to help with your listening skills. Let me know how they go. Speak soon.